Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Last week, we tackled the key of E-flat major, focusing on harmonic development. This week, an extensive workout in the key of E-flat major, melodically. So today, you're going to discover a key of E-flat major melodic workout. You're going to learn how to think within the key of E-flat major melodically. And you are going to play the modes of the key of E-flat major using ascending and descending, scale and arpeggio motion, launching from various entry points, the root, the third, fifth, seventh. And you are going to play melodic lines using various whole note, half note, quarter, and eighth note rhythms played over the 2-5-1 progression. So as I always like to say, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even if you are an experienced and seasoned professional, you will find this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring a key of E-flat major melodic workout to be very beneficial. I want to take a moment, as I do at the beginning of every Jazz Piano Skills podcast episode, to welcome all of you first-time listeners. And if you are indeed new to Jazz Piano Skills, a first-time listener to the Jazz Piano Skills podcast, I want to personally invite you to become a Jazz Piano Skills member. All you have to do, visit jazzpianoskills.com to learn more about all of the jazz educational resources, materials, and services that are available for you to use. For example, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have access to all of the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs that I develop and make available for every weekly podcast episode. These are invaluable educational tools that you want in your hands as you listen to this podcast episode, and you certainly want to have sitting on your piano as you are practicing the jazz piano skills that we are about to explore. As a Jazz Piano Skills member, you also have access to the sequential jazz piano curriculum, which is loaded with comprehensive courses using a sequential format, of course, self-paced format, educational talks, interactive media, video demonstrations, play-alongs, and much more. Also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have a reserved seat in the online weekly masterclasses, which are, in essence, a one-hour online lesson with me each and every week. You also, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, have access to the online interactive fake book, which grants you access to jazz standards from the Great American Songbook. Enjoy the chord changes lead sheets. Enjoy harmonic function lead sheets. There are chord scale relationships, play-along files, historical insights, inspiration inspirational recordings, and much more. It's an ever-growing library and the ever-growing collection of tunes that you should absolutely study and learn. You also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have access to the private Jazz Piano Community, which hosts a variety of engaging forums, podcast-specific forums, course-specific forums, and of course, just general Jazz Piano forums as well. And last but certainly not least, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, you have unlimited private, personal, and professional 
educational support whenever and as often as you need it. Again, visit jazzpanelskills.com to learn more about all of the educational opportunities that await you and how to easily activate your membership. Now, there are several membership plans to choose from, and I am quite certain there is one that will be perfect for you. If after looking everything over, you, you have additional questions, please let me know. Reach out. I'm always happy to spend some time with you, answer any questions that you may have, and help you in any way that I can. Okay, let's discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Let's get after this key of E-flat major, melodic workout. In January, we tackled a key of C major harmonic workout, followed by a key of C major melodic workout. In February, we jumped into a key of F major harmonic workout, followed by a key of F major melodic workout. In March, we explored a key of B-flat major harmonic workout, again, followed by a key of B-flat major melodic workout. And this month, month of April, we have continued our workout series with a key of E-flat major harmonic workout last week, which, of course, is going to be followed up with a key of E-flat major melodic workout. Now, I have mentioned on several different occasions that harmony and melody without rhythm remain simply static or stationary, right? Static sounds. And in fact, one could possibly go as far as calling it noise. Bottom line, melody and harmony without rhythm is not very musical. And this is precisely why every harmonic and melodic workout includes various rhythmic skills. Again, the idea is that rhythm must be applied to harmony and melody if you truly want to develop your jazz piano skills. Now, those of you who have been faithfully doing the various harmonic and melodic workouts since the start of the new year... You know that we started on a mission with the key of C major, and we are making our way around the entire circle of fifths, counterclockwise, with the goal of, by year's end, having successfully spent quality time with all 12 keys. Additionally, as we move around the circle of fifths throughout the year, we will be gradually increasing the intensity and complexity of our rhythmic application to harmony and melody. Now, I've stated before that based on years of teaching experience, it is the rhythmic dimension of music that is the main stumbling block for most students. In fact, when it comes to playing rhythm, most students find themselves guessing at how rhythms are supposed to be played. And the truth of the matter is that if you are guessing at rhythm, your internal sense of time is off. And if your internal time is off, 
your plane is like a house of cards waiting to collapse. It's just a matter of time. (laughs) You see what I did there, right? That was pretty clever. It's just a matter of time. Now, that would make a great jazz t-shirt. It's just a matter of time. So the reality is this. The development of time begins with the understanding and proper execution of rhythm. So let me say that. I want to say that again. The reality is this. The development of time begins with the understanding and proper execution of rhythm. This is why you have to make a personal commitment to practicing rhythm. You have to practice rhythm harmonically, as we do in our harmonic workouts, and you have to practice rhythm melodically, as we do in our melodic workouts. Ironically, rhythm is the most important aspect of music and is discussed and practiced the least. And this is precisely why most people have difficulty becoming an accomplished jazz musician. I cannot begin to tell you how many students that I have had over the years who come to me with a solid melodic and harmonic technique. They have a strong understanding of voicing, chord scale relationships, improvisational approaches, but yet they struggle to play jazz. Why? The answer, rhythm. They are rhythmically deficient, and therefore their time is practically non-existent. So my goal with these strategic harmonic and melodic workouts is to help you not only develop sufficient harmonic and melodic jazz piano skills, but to make sure that you gain a proficient understanding of rhythm and as a result, develop a solid internal sense of time. So last week with our key of E flat harmonic workout, I introduced rhythms using a single eighth note on the back side of the beat, or as you will hear referred to frequently as the upbeat. Of course, these single eighth notes were mingled with eighth note pairs as well as whole, half, and quarter note values. And today, we follow the same game plan. The application of rhythmic ideas using a single eighth note, single eighth notes, and eighth note pairs, whole, half, quarter values as well, right? All to create diatonic melodies, 100% diatonic melodies. But before we do, I want to stress the importance of doing the entire key of E-flat major melodic workout and not just jumping to the last lead sheet in your podcast packet, skill 25, to attack the melodic rhythms. In other words, you have to have a functional command of your scales and arpeggios in the key of E-flat. Right? You have to have a functional command of the data before you can begin applying the data, before you can begin applying rhythm to the data. Right? As I like to say, you have to bake a cake before you decorate the cake. So don't jump 
to scale 25 to begin decorating the scales and arpeggios with rhythm before you have baked your scales and arpeggios long enough by practicing the first 24 scales, the first 24 lead sheets, so that you can actually play them. So you will find in your lead sheets podcast packet, as you did with our last three melodic workouts, the key of C, F, and B flat, you will find all 24 skills laid out for you. So let's just do a quick review again. Skills one through four, modes ascending in root position plus first, second, and third inversion. If you look at skills five through eight in your packet, you'll see the modes descending, root position, first, second, and third inversion. Skills nine through 12, arpeggios ascending in root position plus all three inversions. Skills 13 through 16, arpeggios descending, again in root position, and first, second, and third inversion. Now, skills 17 in your packet, 251, ascending scale motion, again using the root third, fifth, seventh as entry points on the two chord. Skill 18, 251, descending scale motion. Root, third, fifth, seventh entry on the two chord. Skill 19, 251, ascending arpeggio motion. Skill 20, 251, descending arpeggio motion. Skill 21, we expand that harmonic movement. 3, 6, 2, 5, 1, ascending scale motion with the root, third, fifth, seventh entry on the three chord. Scale 22, again, 3, 6, 2, 5, 1, descending scale motion, root, third, fifth, seventh entry on the three chord. And then scales 23 and 24, again, are 3, 6, 2, 5, 1, ascending and descending arpeggio motion using various entry points, again, from the three chord, the root, the third, the fifth, and the seventh. So after you have thoroughly completed your workout through these 24 skills, then you can turn your attention to playing skill 25, which challenges you with 12 melodic lines using rhythm, which uses fundamental single eighth notes, eighth note pairs, whole half and quarter note values. Wow, what a workout. So the educational agenda for today is as follows. Number one, we are going to explore the key of E-flat major melodically. Number two, we are going to play 12 melodic ideas using ascending and descending scale and arpeggio motion. Number three, all melodic ideas will be applied to the 2-5-1 progression in the key of E-flat major. F minor 7 to B-flat dominant 7 to E-flat major 7. And number four, all melodic lines will be played using a traditional swing groove that transitions through three different tempos. Tempo of 100, 120, and 140. Now, I'm going to, when I play these exercises, I'm going to actually work, do some harmonic voicing work as well. And I'll explain that here as when, once we get started. 
And number five, all swing grooves will be played using a single note right hand melodic treatment. Okay, so before we go any further, if you are a Jazz Piano Skills member, I want you to take a few minutes right now, hit the pause button, and I want you to access, download, and print your podcast packets, your illustrations, and your lead sheets. You have access to all of the podcast packets, and again, you should be using them when listening to this podcast episode. And of course, you should be using them when you are practicing, when you are doing the E-flat major melodic workout. And if you are listening to this podcast uh, on any of the popular podcast directories, such as Apple or Google, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and so on, then be sure to go directly to the Jazz Piano Skills Podcast website, jazzpianoskillspodcast.com, to download your podcast packets. You will find the active download links within the show notes. And one final but very important note that I mentioned every week, that if you are in some way thinking that the key of E-flat major melodic workout and the various skills that we are about to discover, learn, and play, if you feel that these skills are going to be in some way over your head, then I would say to you that's okay. Sit back, relax, continue to listen, continue to grow your jazz piano skills intellectually by listening to this podcast episode. Again, all skills, all skills are over heads when first introduced. And that is precisely why the very first and most essential step that we take is listening. Right? Listening will improve our musicianship immensely. So do not shy away from conversations discussing foreign topics or using unfamiliar terms, right? Stepping outside of our musical comfort zone spawns, always does, it spawns significant musical growth. Okay? So listen to this podcast lesson now to discover and learn. The play will come in time. Okay, so grab Exercise 25 or Skill 25 in your lead sheets packet. You will see 12 melodic lines labeled A through L laid out for you. I'm going to play through each one of these for you right now. Model these melodic lines at three different temples, as I mentioned earlier, at 100, 120, and 140. I'm also going to incorporate some harmonic uh, workout as well. So I'm going to I'm going to focus on my two-handed voicings. So the first time through the 251, you're going to hear me play just two-handed voicings through 251. The voicings that we explored last week in our harmonic workout. Second time, you'll hear me play the melodic line over that 251. I will do that twice, right? The chords and the melody twice at 100. I'm going to do it twice at 120 and twice again at 140. Okay, so two times at each tempo. You'll get it as soon as I play through it. So let's look at letter A. You'll see we have some single eighth notes 
occurring in measure one, measure two, uh, to pay careful attention to. All right, so let's bring the ensemble in. Let's listen to rhythmic melodic line letter A and see what we think. Here we go. Right? So now you got the idea. I'm going to do my voicings followed by the melodic line, voicings followed by the melodic line. Go to the new tempo, do the same format. Then to the new tempo again, same format 100, 120, 140. All right, this is just a way to practice. I'm trying to kind of be efficient here with my practicing, do some harmonic work at the exact same time I'm doing some melodic work, right? Plus that harmonic work gives me a chance to kind of assess what I just played melodically as well and make any adjustments for the next time through. So now let's look at letter B, okay? Letter B. So again, primarily eighth note movement in measure one and two. We have single eighth note on the and of one in measure three and also in the on the and of four. So pay attention to those two areas as well. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out and see what we think. Here we go.
Nice. Now, I want to remind you to feel free to practice these rhythms first, maybe by just clapping them, right? Not, you do not even have to play them. Just clap them. Turn on a metronome, clap along with the metronome, or put the play along on and practice with the play along by just clapping the rhythm. Internalize the rhythm first, then apply the rhythm and play it melodically. So with that being said, let's take a look at letter C. Now, what's interesting here with the melodic line on letter C is you don't come in until the end of four on count uh, on measure one, right? That can be a little tricky. You have to track time all the way through count four, and you come in on the end of four or the upbeat, right? The backside of count four, followed by arpeggiated motion in measure two. And then we have again in measure three, an eighth note on the end of one. Look at measure four. Eighth note on the end of one and on the end of two. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's take a listen to this rhythmic melodic line played at 100, 120, 140, working on two-handed voicings and then playing the melodic idea. So here we go. Let's check it out. I love it. Okay, so by now you understand, you have an idea of how we're going to play through all of the rhythmic and melodic ideas today. So with letter D, we have in measure one, we come in on the and of one. Check out measure two. A lot of off beats happening here on the and of two, uh, eighth note on the end of two, eighth note on the end of three, eighth note on the end of four. We have some tied values in there as well. Tricky. Again, clap through the rhythm first before you try playing it. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's take a listen to letter D. Here we go.
I love it. Wonderful. It's interesting, right? As we change the tempo, the tempo on these rhythmic ideas, these melodic lines, how it, how the line itself just sounds different at different tempos. Okay. It's fantastic. That's why I'm always encouraging you to, when practicing, explore various tempos, explore various grooves, right? Uh, And again, you feel free to play these lines at much slower tempos, 60, 70, 80, and of course, play them at faster tempos, 160, 180, 200, right? Explore different tempos, different grooves. Now, let's look at letter E. We have a whole, whole lot of single eighth notes on the backside of a whole lot of beats. Look at measure one. We have eighth note on the end of two, eighth note on the end of three, end of four. Look at measure two, end of one, end of two, end of three, right? No guessing. <laughs> Again, you guess, I guarantee you the odds are not in your favor. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out. Again, clap along. Clap through the rhythms first before try trying to play them yourselves. So here we go. Let's, let's listen to the letter E. Check it out. to letter F, halfway home. This is pattern, rhythmic pattern, melodic idea, number six out of 12. And again, we have um, single eighth note on the end of one and measure one, single eighth note on the end of one and measure two, single eighth note on the end of one and measure three, right? So you'll notice that some of the same melodic motifs are being repeated here to help develop nice melodic ideas. So let's bring the ensemble in, let's jump in, let's check it out and see what we think. Here we go.
very nice. Now, letter G, uh, measure one and two, again, repeating the same melodic motif in measure one and measure two. Check out count three in both of those measures. Eighth note on the back side of count three, on the upbeat of count three in measure one, and on the upbeat of count three in measure two. Then eighth note movement in measure three and measure four. So let's let's bring the ensemble right back in. Let's check it out and see what we think. Here we go. to letter H. And just FYI, H, I, J, and K kind of ratcheted up a little bit. The, the eighth note, the use of the single eighth note on the back side of the beats gets a little bit more intense. Right away, you'll notice that in letter H here. You have, again, in measures one and two, you're coming in on the and or the back side of count one. You do the same thing in measure three, but check out measure four. Eighth notes on the and of one and of two and on the and of three. So, like I said, we're going to ratchet it up a little bit here, get a little more intense with these, uh, the use of our single eighth note on the back side of the various beats. So here we go. Let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out see what we think.
again, right? If you guess, if you're guessing at rhythms, uh, it's going to make it very difficult. I would encourage you also to work out the mathematics of it, right? A lot of students like to write in the counting above each of the notes as they're working out, like I, like I like to say, the mathematics of it. Nothing wrong with that as well. To think through these melodic ideas, to think through these rhythms before you even begin to clap them or begin to play them. Always preparation on the front end always results in greater success on the back end when you actually begin to play them. So now let's look at letter I. Wow, a lot going on here. Look at measure one. Everything is on the back side of the beat on, measure, on count one, count two, count three, and count four. Look at measure three. Same thing. Count one, count two, count three, count four. The eighth note is appearing on the back side of each one of those beats. You'll notice that this melodic motif in count measure one and two, same kind of melodic motif idea in measures three and four, just up a, up a step. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out. Let's have a little fun and see what we think. Here we go. letter J. And now I'm going to introduce some melodic ideas here with J and K that uses primarily the interval of a fourth as opposed to traditional scale and arpeggio motion um, using a third. So our intervals change, but uh, what doesn't change is that we have to deal with single eighth notes on the, on the and of one in measure one. Likewise, in measure two, and of one, and again in measure three on count one, right? On the back side of count one in measures one, two, and three. And plus, we're dealing with these angular melodic ideas using these intervals of a fourth. So this is a new little twist. So this will be interesting. Let's see what this sounds like. Here we go. 
love it, right? Very contemporary, um, very nice use of chordal shapes that actually um, mirror what we do harmonically with our chordal shapes in our left-hand shells that we addressed, that we explored in last week's harmonic uh, workout. So we're going to continue with that that theme with letter K. We're going to stick with our our fourthy uh, intervals, our fourthy motifs, and um, look what's happening in, in measure one and measure two in letter K. We have uh, eighth note, single eighth note on the back side of count one and the back side of count three in both measures one and measure two. Measure three, we have an eighth, single eighth note on the back side of count one. And again, we're using primarily an interval of a fourth through this entire uh, line. However, in measure three, we do come out of this, this fourthy pattern with a traditional arpeggio sound. So you can see the mixing and matching of these chordal shapes and traditional shapes built on thirds. It's a very good sound. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out and see what we think. Here we go. We are down to our last melodic line using various rhythmic values, focusing primarily on the single eighth note on the back side of a beat. And uh, we return to kind of a traditional idea with using our lines being built on the interval of a third and measures one and two. Uh, same motif, kind of same motif repeated in measures one and two. And then, then we have the single eighth note again coming in in count one of measure three, but check out measure four. You have single eighth notes on the back side of counts one, two, and three. So nice traditional line with some nice syncopation in there. And again, one thing I want to mention before uh, we wrap it up with the examples here today, all of these melodic lines, every single one of them, 100% diatonic motion. 
they sound so good, and yet we're not using any notes outside of the key of E flat. No half-step approachments, no enclosures, no notes outside of the harmony. Everything sticking to the E flat major scale, 100 So with that being said, let's bring the ensemble in and let's listen to letter L. Here we go. We always unpack a ton, and I mean a ton of information, in each and every podcast episode, each and every week. And today was certainly no exception as we explored a key of E-flat major melodic workout. Now, I cannot stress to you enough how important it is that you spend time practicing rhythm. You spend time becoming familiar with the diatonic melodic shapes, scales, and arpeggios of a key. Having a command of a scale motion within the framework of a key, the modes, is a huge step towards developing mature improvisational skills. And likewise, having a command of ascending and descending arpeggio motion, outlining harmonic shapes of the key, which are also frequently used in improvisation, is equally important. So being able to easily apply ascending, descending, scale, and arpeggio shapes of a key to common progressions like we did today, the 2-5-1 progression, is a big-time jazz piano skill that must be strategically studied and practiced. That is, if you are serious about becoming an accomplished jazz pianist. Now, Combine last week's key of E-flat major harmonic workout with this week's key of E-flat major melodic workout. And you have an incredible one-two punch that will have you well on your way 
to mastering the key of E flat major. And not only that, it will continue to solidify a practice, as I like to say, a practice blueprint that you can replicate in other keys, which is exactly what we're doing throughout this entire year. The only thing really changing is our rhythmic application, right? I said it last week, and I want to stress it again today. If you hang in there with me this year, all the way through the year, you're going to experience a ton of jazz piano growth as we move through all 12 keys. I promise you, you will love where you are musically a year from now. Absolutely certain of it. Once again, I want you to encourage you to use the podcast packets that you have in your hands, the illustrations. Use those illustrations and those worksheets. Use the lead sheets that we went through today. When you're studying these melodic lines, when you're studying these modes, these scales, arpeggio motion, right? Use the play-alongs, right? To help all of them, the illustrations, lead sheets, the play-alongs to guide you. You've heard me say over and over again, your conceptual understanding determines your physical development. So the time that you invest in studying and mapping out the melodic exercises, it's time very well spent. And as always, I want you to be patient. Developing mature professional jazz piano skills takes time. So begin structuring your practicing after the playing demonstrations that I modeled for you today. And you will begin to see, you'll begin to feel, you'll begin to hear your musical progress. Well, I hope you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring a key of E-flat major melodic workout to be insightful. And of course, I hope you have found it to be very beneficial. Don't forget, if you are a Jazz Piano Skills member, I will see you online Thursday evening at the Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass, 8 p.m. Central Time, to discuss this podcast episode lesson, exploring the key of E-flat major melodic workout in greater detail, and to answer any questions that you may have about the study of jazz in general. And likewise, be sure to use the educational podcast packets. Be sure to use the Jazz Piano Skills courses. Be sure to become an active participant in the Jazz Piano Skills community. All right, these are all educational tools and services that are there to help you along your journey to becoming an accomplished jazz pianist. And as always, you can reach me by phone here at the Dallas School of Music, 972-380-8050. My email address is drlawrence, drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com. Or you can send me a speak pipe, which is a handy little widget found throughout the entire Jazz Piano Skills website. Well, there is my cue. That's it for now, and until next week, enjoy your key of E-flat major melodic workout. And most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.